Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. So there's a there's a song. Tessa sang just a little bit of it. We'll just figure this out, babe. But anyway, it's called um, Come Again. Brandon Lake, Maverick City. And, and in that song, he's talking about God doesn't want to fill a building, but he wants to fill our hearts. And he loves it when our hearts are empty in this way of ourselves. And so at the age of 28, I'm suicidal. I am a mess. I don't know anything about a scripture. And I, I have no idea what is going on. And I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out who God is and why he loves me. And I am coming home to my house laid out just prostate. Prost, how do you say it? Prostate? Prostrate. Prostrate. You got to put that R in there. I, I always forget which one it is. Sorry. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm just laying out on the floor, and I've bought a Bible that I know nothing about, and I cry for hours. And, and two different occasions, I, I've stuck a loaded 357 in my mouth, and thank God that God showed up, and I didn't understand any of that when these things happened. But I, not forcibly, but I was being emptied of myself. And I would cry for hours, cry myself to sleep. And this went on night after night after night for months after months. Again, I did not know what was happening to me. I didn't understand what I know now. But I can look back and, and see that. But it was, it was being very good for me, obviously. And, and after, after a, a good year of this and a lot of counseling and a lot of learning God's word and being emptied of myself. And how many of you know that? That can be an issue even today. 26 years later, I got to be careful of that. I think we all have to be so careful of that. And that's not promoted in this world. We're to be full of ourselves, right? It's all about us. But God's like, it's all about me. And then I'm going to bless you. He is a good, these songs, I mean, God is so, so good. I'll say this. If you are not a 100% sold out from the time you get up till the time you go to bed for the rest of your life to God, you're believing some sort of a lie somewhere that his plan isn't good, that he doesn't love you unconditionally, that when you sin, you are separated from him. Like Pastor John said, we're on the other side of the cross. You're not, don't sin. But if you do, you have an advocate with the Father, and you are not separated from him. And people say, but if you preach things like that, people will sin more. When I learned what I'm telling you, I ran from sin, and I don't want anything to do with it. But I know when I do, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ, and I run to God and not from him. 
So, uh, what do I say next? Okay. So, like, I've been making some, I've been making a lot of notes and knowing sometime I was going to talk about this, but I didn't know it was tonight. And so, I'm going to try to make sense of this and you can help. So, this is, wow, talk about being emptied of myself. So, uh, two months ago, three months ago, whatever it was, there was a conference over here and Bill Johnson was there. And I'm not going to get into a bunch of detail. And I don't understand everything I'm going to say, but I'll just say this. I did machine work for 16 years. I ran an insulate for a lot of years. I programmed CNCs for a lot of years. I spent 10 years on a drag strip. I've built lots of engines. I had to figure everything out for a lot of years. And God does not let me do that in my relationship with him. And I just don't care anymore. I'm tired of figuring things out. So I've left all that stuff behind. So Bill Johnson is at this conference. I've listened to him a few times in my life ever. But there was something that happened to me. I didn't know in there what was happening. But there was something happening. And there was, there was just... I, I felt like God was just speaking to me and showing me this humility. So I don't know if it began that night, but it began shortly after, if not that night. I'm, I'm, usually, I'm the guy that's usually asleep by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, and I have an iPhone laying on my lampstand, and I have a storm thing that runs for eight hours. It helps me to sleep. Night after night after night for probably six or eight weeks, I didn't count all this, I'm waking up time after time after time with all these words going through my head. So I grab my phone and I type all this stuff in my notes. And a lot of you can, I, I didn't post everything. I'm not a big Facebook or Instagram like all the time kind of guy, but if you look at my Facebook right now, it's crazy because I, I have been taking things and posting them. My heart is to help people. And, so, and there are things that I knew they were for me. I'm not telling you what they were. But if I felt like they were, they were, they were to help others, then I've posted those things. And, and if it made you mad, just love me. Anyway, <laughs> hey, if you read your Bible, Paul, Paul was harsh at times. He was not messing around. He was telling people the truth, but it's because he loved people and I love people. And if I can, if God can speak through me and help to set somebody free, yep. like I was set free, then I'm, I'm just going to do it. And just you either don't read it or unfollow me or throw your computer in the trash. I don't know, but just, <laughs> but anyway, my, I, I promise you. Uh, my heart, in my heart, I'm, I'm, I'm not wanting to upset anybody. I'm wanting to help. I'm, I, I am wanting to help. I'm a pastor. I just absolutely love people. So anyway, I, I believe that God's speaking a lot of things to me. But there's also in the mornings, I'm usually out somewhere around 6 or 6.30. There's an area that I didn't know. I, I sold a roof on a, on a home in this area about a year and a half ago. 
And I didn't know that area was there. And I realized, hey, this is, this is my place. I'm kind of a routine guy. So every morning I would drive through this place, have worship music on, and just praying and talking to God, praying in the spirit. And I, you, there, there are times maybe in worship or something that I have like felt the tangible presence of God. But for a couple of months, every morning as I'm driving through this area, just praising God, it's like I could feel, literally physically feel God in my vehicle. And so I, I, and I've never, I've, again, I'll celebrate 26 years with the Lord. I've never had something like this happen ever. And so, and, and I don't know why God has chosen now or why he has chosen me. I just don't even care. I've asked, I'm not hearing nothing. And I'm like, whatever. And all, all, you know, sometimes it's dangerous to drive while you're crying, so you have to pull over also, right? But it, as I have cried so much in the last two or three months, however long this has been now, being emptied of myself yeah. even more. I didn't know there was anything left, but there is. There, and so, and guys, hey, listen, it, it, you're not weak if you cry, man. Just ball. Who cares? I, I just don't care anymore. All I want to do is please God. I want to do what God is asking me to do. I want to run my race. I want to finish my course with excellence. I, I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. So however many more years I've got on this earth, I'm just going to try to stay humble and, and continue doing whatever it is that God wants me to do, even when it literally makes no sense to me at all. I believe somehow in all of this, God is wanting to help me and, and help those of you that are here. Amen. And so I'm having, and, and, and then all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> wow. So I'm waking up like three and four times a night. And after a few weeks of this, I'm getting tired. Like, like, I'm not, like, I need some sleep, Lord. And so I, I, I complain a little bit about this. And then I tell Tess, and she's like, you better not complain about that. Well, there was a few nights that went by where I didn't wake up once. And I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. If you want to keep, I don't care how many times. And it began again that night for more weeks. And so empty, staying empty of myself. And I'm still alive, right? Even with less sleep, I'm good. So it's, we complain about the stupidest things. Anyway, but in all of this, these drives every single morning, seven days a week, and I am just praising God constantly. And I'd been listening to a podcast I, I, I must have listened to this podcast at least 50 times, and there was things that I didn't understand that I began to understand. And then at some point, I was like, this is my message now. This is mine. God has shown me some things, and I'm going to take from it what God has shown me. And you got one of those songs. It was the first, or I can't remember if it was the first or second song. It was one of those by John Egan. Anyway, talking about praise, I, yeah. I, I don't remember the... Yeah, and I don't remember the line, but I'm going to share with you, and I don't know where I'm going with this, but we're going to get there. No long, Isaiah 60, verse 18 from the NIV, and then I'm going to read from Revelations 20, 21 from the New Living and see where we go with this, and you can help me. 
So Isaiah 60, 18, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. So salvation, Jesus has done that for us, right? Yes. <laughs> so there are walls of protection. We have walls of protection. He's done that for us. But how many of you have a home and you got a front door on it and you close it? Right? So if you're in your house and there's no front door on there and somebody or a bear or someone decides at 3 o'clock in the morning they're going to walk in your house, are you feeling very protected without a door on there? But you've got, you've got walls around you, right? And you're in the house, but there is no gate. And this says, your, and your gates, your wall salvation and your gates praise. And as, as we are up here worshiping and praising God, I'm gonna read from Revelation 20, 21, and we'll figure this out. The 12 gates were made of pearls, Gates made of pearls, okay? Each gate from a single pearl, and the main street was pure as gold, was pure gold as clear as glass. So the gates are made of pearls. And when we are, as this verse says, but you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. And when we are praising God, I believe we are, we, we are creating a gate. We have a gate now. That's, that is protection for you and I when we are praising him. But praise, do you think the devil likes it when you are praising God? But he can't get past that gate of praise. It is protection for you and I. It's that front door back on your house. Back then, these guys, they, they, they had their cities were surrounded with walls, and they had gates. And I guarantee you, you weren't going to walk through one of those gates. You weren't even going to ride your horses and carriages through there. They were protection. And when we are praising God and becoming empty of ourselves, that, that, that is creating an atmosphere for God to work in our lives. And so much of the time, we can be so ungrateful and so frustrated with our situations, and we are not praising God, and it is allowing the enemy to come into our lives in some way. And so much of the time, if not the majority of the time, it's through our minds. And at that point, when you are complaining, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this from experience, when we are griping and complaining and becoming unthankful, that's given the devil place in our minds to, to, to cause us to believe that we're not any good, God's not any good. Nobody loves me. I can't do anything right. On and on and on. You guys know the, what, what you deal with at times like that, whatever, whatever the enemy is saying to you. But man, we, we, 
when we are praising God and we become thankful, I can't even, I don't, I don't hear or I don't even know what the devil is trying to tell me at that point because I'm, I am just being emptied of myself and receiving what God has for me. How many of you can hear, like I love music and then the Lord sent me this one. And so I love music and I like to just get by myself and listen to worship and there are times I can hear so clearly from God during those times. The other times are when I'm spending my time in the word and, and we've probably all experienced this and I will hear God speak things to me. It has nothing to do with what I'm reading, but I'm, I'm getting close to him. I'm spending time with him. I'm not griping and complaining. You know, There can be so many things going right in our lives. And the one or two things that are going wrong is where our focus will tend to go. But praising God and getting our focus off of those things, back on him and back on the things that are going right, it's amazing how those things will get fixed, sometimes effortlessly. Because our focus is back on God. We're not complaining. Right. I... I so I put a pearl is a gate, and and I just looked this up. Oh, where to go? So a natural pearl forms when an irritant works its way into a particular species of oyster, mussel, or clam. Irritant. And I, when things, when, when I got something going on that I don't like, I can get really irritated. But when you start praising God in the middle of that irritation, he is, that allows him to do things on the inside of us. So just tell the devil, irritate the tar out of me. I just don't care. Let's, let's, let's form an oyster here. I, you know, or a, or a pearl, sorry. Hey, or get an oyster and keep it and let it form a pearl. But in that, are pearls valuable? So valuable. And I don't know how they determine, like, if it's the size or if they're kind of like a diamond. Some are better than others, whatever. No matter what, they are very valuable. And your praise to God is priceless. Absolutely priceless. So when you begin to get irritated, when your situation and your circumstances aren't like what you want, Begin to praise God and watch what happens. And the devil, he cannot get through that gate. He cannot get through that gate of praise. It's one of that's 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 why I love worship so much, and that we we begin our services with praise, so that when you come in, and for those of you that are married, and, and this has happened to us, and we live very close to here, and we got in an argument on the way here, and then we come in, and we start praising God, and we forget about it, right? And then afterwards, I repent to her. <laughs> so that's, 
That is why I, I love to start a, a service with, it's by design that we start with worship just to help us. And it may take, sometimes it may take a couple of songs to help us to get our focus off of whatever we're irritated about and on to God. But, but usually after three or four songs, man, I can't even remember what I was irritated about. I'm just praising God and, and things are like really, really, really good. But nothing changed other than what I was thinking about, Right? The circumstance, whatever it was that we got in an argument about, and I'm, I probably started it, right? Anyway, <laughs> I have to be careful. I like things my way and whenever things, anyway, so. In other words, oh, this is one of my notes. In other words, the gates weren't formed because of praising God during the good times. Anybody can do that, right? It's when it's taking faith, it's, it's in that difficult time that you're making up your mind to begin to praise God no matter what. Even when, I'm just telling you this, even when we're faced with a difficult circumstance, when we're faced with something that we didn't see coming, that, does, that has not changed God's goodness. That has not changed his plan to get you, to, to walk you through, to split the sea and walk you through on dry ground, protected, where nothing can harm you, right? It's not changing him, but, but we've got to make sure that we are being changed. It's like, okay, God, I, I didn't see this coming, but I am going to continue praising you no matter what. Amen. No matter what. Amen. So I looked up um, Second Chronicles Chapter 20, and I'm going to start reading in verse 20. And Robin, if you want to pull this one up, it's in the NLT. I don't know what versions you have back there, but 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. So early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you'll succeed. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab, Ammon, turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point, so wait, so the singers and the praisers already went ahead. Then later the army showed up. So the singers went out there. 
Chandra and Melissa, can you imagine us? Like if there was an, a war about to happen or something, like a revolt here in Woodland Park. And like Joe was like, all right, y'all, I'm sending Chandra, Melissa, and Tess out right now. You're gonna go start praising and singing. And here's what I want you to sing. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. You know, whatever it is. So we just start singing, man. And we're just walking out there and we're looking at the army like, wait, what? You mean like without the army? We're just gonna like walk out here and start singing and praising? Yeah. So then after they destroyed the army, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived after the singers um, at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see, not a single one of their enemies escaped. <laughs> what? What? 23. So King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They fought vast amounts of, oh, they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, glory, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days to collect it all. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which is what got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It's still called the Valley of Blessing today. So listen, oh, I'm just going to keep reading. So verse 27, then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps and lyres and trumpets. They proceeded to the temple of the Lord when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace for God had given him rest on every side. What? <laughs> Do not think this is just a fairy tale. That this is pretend. This actually happened. What? The singers and praisers were sent out ahead of the battle. And they were, there were, it sounded to me like there were three countries or armies that had all conspired together that they were gonna attack Israel. The children of Israel, Jerusalem. And the king heard from the Lord and said, no, we're gonna send the praisers and the singers out ahead. And what happened is, like Pastor Joe was saying, and even like um, one of our, our girls in the back before we came out for praise and worship, she's like, music, there's something so powerful about it that literally stills the enemy, silences our enemies brought confusion into the enemy's camp where they turned on each other and killed each other. And not one of the enemies survived. And how many of you would love to be able to say, man, I have peace on every side of my life. 
But then on top of all that, where the enemies were confused and scattered and killed each other and had, had literally lost the fight completely, the ones who were worshiping and praising and thanking God for his goodness, man, they lived and dwelled and took them four days to collect all the blessings. So not only does it silence and defeat your enemies, but when you are a worshiper of the living God, let me just tell you how God the Father is like any good father when his kids come to him and say, Dad, you're the best. Like, I am just so grateful that you're my dad. And like all the other kids at school, man, I would never want them to be their dads to be my dad. You're the best dad ever. Dad, have I ever told you? Thank you for watching over me and taking care of me and feeding me and clothing me. Dad, have I ever just said, like, I, I don't want to live my life without you. Dad, you're the best, and I love you, Dad. How many dads are just like, oh, what can I give you? How can I bless you? What else can I do for you? Do you know our Heavenly Father is the perfect Father? He is a generous, open-handed, loving, giving father. And when his children shower him with praise and thanksgiving, he is literally looking at your life and saying, how can I bless you? What else can I give you? How else can I provide for you? He can't help himself. He's overwhelmed with love and gratitude and blessing wanting to give and just pour into your life. So not only is there something about, and it all begins with, I agree, emptying ourselves out. Because see, our hand and our strength didn't get us a thing, did it? Not a thing. I mean, all of us, let's look at our lives right now, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. None of us can say that I got this by my own strength and with my own hard work and by my own hand. I did this. And if, let me just say this, if that is you tonight, and maybe you do feel that way, oh, no, man, I, you know, I work, I earn the things that I have. I don't take handouts from nobody. I'm, I'm just a hardworking woman or man. And I got where I got from hard work and commitment and, Maybe you did, but who gave you the strength and that work ethic for you to be able to stay in the game and work hard and do what you, it didn't come from yourself. But when we empty ourselves out and say, God, every good and perfect gift, even strength in the fight, strength in my day, strength for the job, strength for the task, joy in the journey, whatever it is, all of it comes from him. It's all because of Christ in us. It's all because of the power of the Holy Spirit, the helper that's come to stand by. And even in the Amplified Bible, the Holy Spirit is called our strengthener, our counselor, our teacher, our comforter. It's all because of him. So it's real easy to empty ourselves out, fall to our knees and say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And I praise him for his perfect love. Amen. I want to read, uh, we'll finish here, but I want to read 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 from the New Living. Then, 
then I'm going to read it from the Passion also. Always be joyful. This is a command. This is, this is not, he's not asking. Always be joyful. When God is commanding us to do something, we are able to do it. He's not asking us to do something that we can't do, right? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in, not for. In, man, I'll tell you what, religious people get this all jacked up. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Constantly being thankful. And we all, man, we've all got something to be thankful about or thankful for. I I mean, if we're like, everything's a mess. Okay, I am so thankful that Jesus died for me. And when I leave this crazy place... I'm going to heaven for eternity, right? But I'm not going anywhere early. I got things to do here. And there are people on this planet that don't know about Jesus. And I got I to gotta do my part. So from the passion, what is it, 16 through 18? Let joy be your continual feast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all like to eat, right? Make your life, make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Always giving thanks. And I guarantee you, giving thanks, it will change those circumstances. Um and I got one of my notes that I've typed here. Being thankful will take you places in God that nothing else will. And I think part of that is what has been happening to me over that couple of months. And then, yes, what is today? Saturday. So Thursday, I, I Tessa was gone somewhere, and I went up into our apartment, and I just grabbed my iPad. I started reading my Bible. I had YouTube on. I'm listening to worship music. Like Paul says, in the body or out of the body, I don't know. There was an hour at least where I was gone. And I mean, the presence of, I, I, I was like, I, I, I don't even understand what I'm telling you right now. But it's because I just began praising God. I'm just trying to get so empty of myself. Joe, stop thinking about yourself. Stop being so self-focused. Focus on God and watch what he can do. It is so easy to become self-focused. And then after about an hour, I, I, don't, I don't remember what happened. It's like, oh, I'm here. But that was really awesome. And like I said, man, I, I, ha- I, I spent a lot of years when something was broken or or needed fixed, or, or I got a machine part that's out of tolerance and I got to figure out how to fix it. I just don't give a rip anymore. I'm not trying to figure out what is happening. However long this takes place, I'm just going to continue enjoying it. And, and if the Lord wakes me up three or four times in the middle of the night with these words running through my mind, I'm just going to grab my phone, type them, and then hopefully be able to go back to sleep. I just don't care, but I'm wanting to encourage you. I, I'm no different than you are. 
And, and again, I, I don't know why this has happened this many years down the road. Maybe it's just because I finally just become humble enough and thankful enough and getting my focus off of myself enough to where God's like, hey, I can do something in your life that I've never done before. And so please just come to that place in your life and don't try to figure it out and just let God do what it is that he's wanting to do in your life. It's always good. It is always good. Always you know, good. When uh, Pastor Joe was talking to me about this um, earlier today even, and um, it was just a really special time, and we there were some things that the Lord was speaking to my heart, and, and uh, you know, I kind of started, I was crying, and I was telling him about, you know, you've been telling me about all these experiences you've been having, and just the that your relationship with the Lord has just gone to another level. And... I found myself, and, and he even stopped me before I could say it. He said, you know, babe, I was thinking, I probably shouldn't be telling you all of these things that, like, the Lord's showing me and I'm experiencing because I would never want you to be jealous. And I said, you know what? I actually am jealous, but do you know it's a good thing? I said, the Bible tells us to spur one another onto good works. And even God himself says he's a jealous God. So, there's, so jealousy, there can be the wrong kind of jealousy and a, and a healthy, godly jealousy to where God is saying, I'm jealous for your attention. I'm jealous for your affection. And I'm jealous for your time. And if anybody else has more of your affection, attention, and time than I get, I'm jealous over you. I want to be first place. And what I've been watching my husband do over these, probably the last six months, emptying himself out and just literally, it's real. It's real. What I'm seeing is real. And I started thinking, oh, wait a minute, like... <laughs> I thought I was close with the Lord and I, you know, and I started feeling like, wait a second. But what it did in my heart is I started to take inventory. And even Joe said, I don't know, babe, why the Lord, he even said it tonight, I don't know why the Lord is doing this and why he's chosen me and how or why this is happening. And I knew immediately, immediately, because I've lived 20 years with this man. And I said, the Bible says, if you seek he says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. And I've watched this man seek the Lord, not with part of his heart, not hiding some sections of his heart, not ashamed of other parts of his heart, but no, he has literally surrendered his whole heart and sought God for over 20 years and the Lord is saying here I am and just pouring his presence and his anointing and his power and and if you're like me sitting out there tonight thinking I want that I want to just get lost in his presence to where I don't even know where I was for the past hour God wants that for you and me too don't look at it as, ah, oh, that's stupid or that's not fair. I don't believe it's real. Seek the Lord with your whole heart. Empty yourself out where it's only him that remains. That's what I'm doing.
How many of you would raise your hand? Or you don't even have to raise your hand. And Because I would say don't raise it if you don't really mean it. But if you actually mean, God, I tonight am going to choose to seek you with all of my heart. My whole heart. And I'm going to go after you with you're going to have first place in my affection, in my attention, in my time, and in my life, and in my day. You're first, always, every day, all day. You're it. It's you, God. And then watch what he's going to do for you. I'm expecting. I want you to leave expecting tonight. Amen. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.